0: My name is Barbara Clifford and I have an unstoppable passion to create order out of chaos. I'm on a mission to help managers, business owners and CEOs to unclutter the chaos and break free- free from the shackles of overwhelm so that they wake each day inspired and motivated to work in peak performance and live on purpose. During these solo podcasts, I lift the lid on my journey to minimize stress and maximize time. I will share with you the mistakes, the celebrations, the joys that come from helping busy people just like you to increase your productivity and your impact in the world around you to go from chaos to calm, from stress to strength. So what are the ways that we can work more effectively as a team? I'm going to share with you seven tips of things that you can do to work more effectively with your team and also to recognize what are the risks for not doing so. I'd love to hear if you have read the book Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. For me, it was certainly a game changer in terms of my personal relationships with my partner and with my children. But here's the thing. He also shared a fantastic book and wrote another book for the language of appreciation in the workplace. This is a great activity to do or even to explore and have the conversation with your colleagues. How do they like to experience appreciation? How do they know that they are valued and appreciated? So important. So for some people, it's gifts. For some people, it's words of affirmation. For some people, it's being, spending quality time with people that really, really count. There's, there's a number of them, and I ex- encourage you to explore it. But how do you show appreciation? But most importantly, how does the person you are appreciating, like to have that communicated with them. They'll have their own special language. The other one, number two, tip number two, if you want to work really effectively as a team, It comes down to communication. Look, I know I'm stating the obvious here, and it's the fundamental thing that people say that they want in the workplace. They want respect, they want communication, working towards a common goal. These all sound fantastic on the billboards around the workplace, but what does it really mean? As a mediator, what I see is people coming into conflict about the definition of those key words what respect means to you, means something completely different to me. Likewise, what I see as useful, valuable, and respectful communication is probably going to be completely different to you. So people have different personality styles. People have different communication styles. Some people very much love to communicate through emails and texts and messages, whereas other people like to sit down and have a chit-chat conversation. Both people feel that their method is valid and warranted for the type of workplace. It's worth having conversations with people to find out how do they like to be communicated. I remember when I was working as a personal assistant, one of the best pieces of information I got from my boss was how he liked to be communicated with. And he demonstrated to me and made a request and said, look, this is how I like to be communicated with. And for him, it was questions at the end of the day that were sent through via email in dot point. And then we would arrange to catch up for supervision once a week, but otherwise it was general correspondence based on those dot points. That's what worked for him, not saying that works for everyone or it's the right way, but that was just an example of how he communicated his communication style so that we were able to work together well. respect is that one, that third one that I wanna communicate with you. What does respect actually mean? And it's again, worth having a conversation. Ideally, if you can do that around workplace training, around appropriate workplace behavior or workplace culture, but really unpacking What does respect in your workplace look like? Now, I want you to think about the difference between working in a boardroom and working on a construction site, two completely different workplace cultures and environments, and the way that you would speak to one another in those kind of environments is completely different. The trap we fall into, particularly working in a new workplace or working with a new team or with a new manager, is assuming that what you've known and understood and interpreted as responsible as respect is going to be the same with this new group of people or a new person. So it's worth unpacking what that actually means and how people feel respected or when they don't feel respected. The, the big thing right now is this hot topic at the moment is a whole thing around psychological risk in the workplace. People should have a safe space to be able to speak up if something's not right or not working and capacity to provide feedback in a safe, meaningful and respectful way. And so it's important that people are able to communicate when something doesn't sit right with them or they don't feel good when someone is acting or behaving with them in a particular way. And if there's the right culture and space to do that, then people are able to communicate that really well. So working effectively as a team, it's really important that you get clear about what respect means to each person and what kind of culture of respect you wanna create within your unique work environment. The other thing that's really powerful for teams to work effectively together is to understand each other's strengths and weaknesses. Look, we can't be good at everything. There are some things that we are going to be stronger at and some things that we are going to be weaker at. And no matter how much you try, it's you'll never be as good at that weak thing as you are as that strong thing that's just the way it is now every manager and performance management guru will say to you work on your weaknesses well yes do work on your weaknesses but recognizing that that's not your strong point that's not your zone of genius, that's not the thing that you enjoy, is really powerful. And when you can start to work together as a team to understand who is strong at what and who is not as strong at the other things, then you will start to be able to work more effectively knowing where people are strong and weak. And sometimes there are days that you are off. You're not performing at your best. Once again, if you have a culture where you can catch that and openly communicate that you're not having a great day, then you know your team can catch you back and support you to perform at your best, given the limitations you might have on that day. Understanding values. Now, I'm not talking about values, those beautiful values in terms of honesty, integrity, authenticity. Look, they're great things to aspire to and work towards and to live by. What I'm talking about is what is it that people place value on? Why do they come to work? What do they love about their job? What drags them out of bed every day? What it is that they place value on specifically for them in the work that they do? What do they take pride in? What do they relish the opportunity to do? What do they take really seriously? And to not undervalue that or or diminish that thing that they place value Value on. When you start to know what your team places value on, that's where you can really motivate and inspire them and propel them. So if you work to people's values in terms of what they place value on, then you will have a far more productive, efficient, motivated and inspired team. The other thing to think about with a team is where you place your energy. I think the best example of that is above and below the line. If you haven't heard of that, I encourage you to Google it. There's lots of information out there, or you can always go and look at my website as well. There's information there. Above and below the line is a workplace culture philosophy, and it's essentially, where do you place your energy? Above the line is very productive. It is solution-orientated. It's where people take ownership and responsibility, and everybody is productive when they're operating in that space and putting their energy into that space. It's a safe space to give feedback and to provide solution to one another and provide support and make recommendations if things aren't running smoothly. Below the line is very victim focused. It's where you pass blame, it's not my fault. You find excuses, you point fingers And it doesn't, it's not productive and it's not conducive to moving things along effectively. It's really draining of energy as well when you've got someone who's operating like that below the line. We've all had one at someone in our team at some point. And here's the thing. We can all fall below the line. It's about pulling each other up above over that line because we can all sink below there from time to time. But if you can create a culture where you recognize it, then it becomes a really positive place to work and really productive. Lastly, is clear about the goals. Any team, you think about a team on a football field, if they're all running in different directions or kicking to different goals, what a disaster. And sometimes where conflicts can occur is when people have different ideas about what the standards are or what the goals are where are we actually heading with this? What are we meant to be doing? And when you're crystal clear on what those goals are, what the objective is of the work at hand, then again, you're really productive and motivated and propelled forward to take action. And if everybody's got the same destination in sight, wow, isn't that really you just move together like a well-oiled machine and incredible momentum. It's like when you see people rowing together, it's such a lovely thing to see them Rowing together in, in unison for the same goals, the same rhythm, and heading to the same direction. Now, have you ever seen any a group of people trying to row a boat where one person's trying to head that way, one person's trying to head that way, and they're not in unison? It's a disaster. and The boat goes around in circles. So when people have really clear direction of where they're going and what the goals are, wow, it's a beautiful thing to see. I'd love to hear from you. What do you find is the most valuable thing that you've discovered for a team to work really effectively together? I'd love to hear your comments. Please comment below. Thank you for listening to the Stress to Strength podcast. If you want to know more, head over to Facebook and search for our group Resilient Leaders Managing Time, Stress and Wellbeing or go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash live the calm join people from all over the world taking control of their busy lives to feel less overwhelmed and more in control if you want to connect with us personally visit hinwoodinstitute.com and access a whole bunch of free resources i can't wait to connect with you remember be kind to yourself and take time for yourself